Four Finger Discount is brought to you today by Podbean, the podcasting app that not only allows you to record on the go, but also upload from anywhere in the world on your mobile device. The Podbean app makes it simple to get started with podcasting. No expensive equipment required. All you need is an idea and Podbean does the rest. So download the Podbean app now for your Apple or Android device and enjoy the freedom of mobile podcasting. Hello, you're on the air. Hello, Kent. Hello, Homo, my arch nemesis. Yellow. Uh, you do realize who this is? Uh, Marge? No, Homer, I'm not your wife. Although, I do enjoy her pearls. As a matter of fact, I'm holding them right now. Listen. Why, you monster! And you have my daughter's saxophone, too! Hunter! Hunter! That's our stage manager! Oh, sorry. I'm a little nervous. Four-finger discount, dude! Welcome to Four Figure Discount, proudly brought to you by The Simpsons Quotes. Nobody gets any more Facebook page, no homers.net, popculture.com.au and Podbean. I am Dando. I am a very sniffly, snuffly, scratchy-eyed Mitch. Uh, Ugg boot wearing, tracky wearing Mitch. You're going to keep bringing up the Ugg boots. <laughs> We're here to review Homer the Vigilante, one of my favourites of all time. Absolutely love this episode. It just does such a great job of highlighting everything that's wrong with Springfield. Like the incompetent police. Yeah, that's true. The sensationalizing the news. The because, mob justice. Yes. Or the, the mob, mob mentality. Yeah, mob mentality, the, the vigilante justice, the, the idea that they think, well, since the police can't do it, we'll do it for them, we'll do a better job. The idiocy of everybody. Yes. The way they just jump off a bandwagon. They yeah. want Flanders. Flanders goes, well, I haven't got an experience. Someone else. I'm someone else. <laughs> yeah. He's right. Best line from Homer just about is... <laughs> We don't need a thinker. We need a doer. Someone that doesn't tend to count the consequences of their actions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I was reading a, a really funny... Um, There's a good bit on Wikipedia about uh, the... Was it, I, I can't believe it's a bigger and better unauthorized Simpsons guide or something yeah. like that. Where they were... That was complaining that the episode lacked a little bit of focus. And then on like someone else's DVD review, they were like, the episode has a tighter focus. <laughs> <laughs> so... That that was just off the top. I, I had a really chuck. Uh, I had a good chuckle at that to myself because I watched it and I didn't think about the focus of the episode at all. No, <laughs> <laughs> I always saw this right as a predecessor to Who Shot Mr. Burns. In that the well, key, in like a Who Done It mystery. In that the key hook was the viewer wanting to find out who did it. It's pretty obvious who did it. The one that, that's there's one brand new character introduced. I was going to say that's what's funny about it. they. The only difference is they try to make it as obvious as possible. Where Mr. Oh, Burns, they try to keep it a secret. It's, is it Magnum PI where they would constantly get like a guest star in and they would always be the villain? So like it'd be this massive Who Done It be like. Well, hang on. Burt Reynolds is in this episode. Yeah, it's, it's, it's for <laughs> like, you as well. Obviously, it was him. I said to Nicole, I'm like, well, I know that guy. He's obviously going to be the, the, the bad guy. Yeah. But like I said, if the silhouette at the start, you see Malloy's mustache. Yeah, yeah. Even Grandpa makes it obvious. He goes, he was walking more vertical. Like, it's just so blatantly obvious that he is the bad guy. Yeah. Well, well, that's in the reveal that it's him that's the yeah, bad guy. Yeah, anyway, but the, but oh, my the, God, it's the cat burglar. Oh, no, it's just you, oh, Malloy. it's just you, Malloy. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I also looked at Malloy, by the way. As a handsome older man? Yeah, exactly. How great was Sam Neill, by the way? Oh, how great Sam Neill and everything. Yeah. Particularly commercials about meat. Malloy is the result of a person from the real world going into Springfield and just taking the piss. Knowing they're smarter taking than everybody. Advantage. Yeah. Like, he knew, I'm just going to steal their shit. 
And I don't even feel like he wanted to steal their shit because he wanted to steal their shit. He just wanted to have some fun because he knew he'd get away with it anyway. Yeah. He almost did get away with it just by giving it back to them. They well, yeah, just say that stupid. Finally, the cops actually do their job and arrest him. But, you know, he's got the backup plan of the giant tea. When you break the law, you go to jail. Uh, that reminds me. Here's my kickback. God, I, you, just, you couldn't have picked the worst time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, it's incredible how different the animation is, the quality of it. Homer in last week's episode, uh, mm. Springfield, how I learned to love legalize gambling, he, his head's a weird shape, the pupils are too big, the eyes are bigger than they need mm. to be. Here, the animation is great. Well, I guess different animators are going to draw it slightly differently from one episode to the next from time uh, to time. But isn't it the same? Yeah, but it's just so... Uh, go back and watch Homer and compare him to in this episode. It's, it's where it was different seasons. Mm. Anyway, so... What were your thoughts on the overall episode? Not much the same. I re- I, it's a really great episode. From it's start really finish. fun. Isn't very it? very funny. One of the best parodies of a movie of all time. That it's a mad 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 world. at The end. Oh, the very end. Yeah. 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 It's just the music. Like it's a, just that sequence. But yeah. Yeah. Um. Although I've never seen it's mad 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 world, so I didn't have similar re- to rat anything race. To You've seen rat race? To. Yeah, I've seen rat race. That kind of thing. Yeah. Just okay. a bunch of people just finding different automobiles to get yep. to different places. It's a mad 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 world. Mad world. Does that also have Rowan Atkinson talking? Which I'm always uncomfortable with. <laughs> I know, right? Have you ever watched Blackadder? No, I can't. Ah. For, that, for that reason. No. It's like in um, the movie Chaplin, and I'm sure this would have been... Well, it's not so much a... Com- it probably would have been in a conversation at some point that Charlie Chaplin had had. Robert Downey Jr., as Charlie Chaplin, explains about like talking pictures coming out. And they're like, you've got to do something with the tramp where he talks. And he explains about how as soon as he talks, the magic is gone. Um, he's talking about like who's the most famous ballet dancer in the world it's like Nijinsky it's like okay so imagine you go see the va- like the ballet and you know you watch Nijinsky and he does uh, he does a couple dance moves are very good and then he walks down to the stage and he's like hi folks I'm a bunch of Nijinsky and just be like yeah, as soon as that happens then you lose it just as you do with Tramp that happens for me with Rowan Atkinson if he's not playing an almost mute Mr. Bean if like I will accept Bean from him but outside of that I can't have him talk what was your favourite moment from the episode? We're getting it in the right spot this time. To the point that I'd forgotten that I needed to do it. Well, um, my favourite moment is Homer's reaction to the jug. <laughs> he sounds like a hillbilly. Never ever stop at the in middle, middle of a hold down. down. <laughs> and then when he's thinking, and he's got yep. a thinking face. I <laughs> like... <laughs> I, <laughs> I love Moe's reaction to the world's largest cubic zirconia. Yeah. God, what an eyesore. <laughs> I like his reaction to Grandpa. Shut up. <laughs> I've had my moment. <laughs> so, Trivia. I'll kick things off. When was the cat burglar established? Oh, hang on. Before, we, before you before go then. kicking things off, uh, a listener pointed out last week's trivia where I was saying that it might be a wall safe. They were suggesting that it could just be the fuse box to the house in the garage, mm. which also makes sense. It does Probably make sense. more sense. Probably. <laughs> it's just that... They're probably... It's just that... Absolutely correct. I'm a banker, so when I see a hidden space, I think I put money in that, but actual men look at things and go, probably gadgets. <laughs> <laughs> When was the cat burglar established? What do you mean? Oh, on the business card. Uh, don't know. I was looking down typing. Didn't have time to pause. 1957. I, I, it takes me like an hour and a half to watch the episode when I'm doing the reviews. I just go straight through these days. Um, what was the subheader on the newspaper or the secondary story on the front page? Man of the newspaper? marries woman in wedding ceremony. Yes. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> well, it's because of that. Like every now and then they'll have wacky, yeah. you know, cat marries dog in wedding ceremony. Yeah. So, yeah. I get why it's funny. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> What was stolen? What were the hmm? things? What were the things that you saw stolen oh, besides okay. the cubic zirconia in the in the opening act? In the opening act, um, so Lisa's saxophone, mm-hmm. Marge's pearls. Yep. Um, does he steal anything from Homer? I don't think he no. does. Bart's portable TV. 
Mm-hmm. And then are you also going to refer to the yeah, characters yeah. waking up the next yep. day? There's only two other ones, so, um, or three other characters. Skinner's something plate. Uh, what was it? It was Storm and Norman commemorative plate. Storm and Norman commemorative plate. Bart stamp collection. Flicking through everything your notes. of Barney's. <laughs> <laughs> That's cheating. You're looking through your notes. I don't actually have that written down. <laughs> so bite me. Um, everything that Barney owns. Oh, I thought I had more stuff than this. <laughs> um, Flanders Towers. Ah, that's right. Flanders um, Shroud of Turin towel. You know what that is? Shroud of Turin. Yeah, the Jesus face on the cloth. Yeah, apparently Jesus wiped his face when his entire face was full of blood and it just left a perfect imprint of his face. Yeah. Because that's what happens. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's what happened to Forrest Gump with the mud. (laughs) (laughs) Have a nice day. How many houses did he strike first? This is in the newspaper article. Cat burglar strikes homes in Springfield. Mm. 37. 15. Okay. Oh, yes. Now I ask you a question now. <laughs> you looked at me. I was like, why are you just... Um, what year were the Irish chased out of Springfield? 30s. No. Nope. Hot four. So, 1904. Uh, how fucking old's Grandpa? Well, very. So, this is in 94. So, he's 100. Well, he chased him out. So, presumably, he's 120. Fair enough. <laughs> I've got here what was the subheading. Same question okay. as you. What did the bomb say at Herman's? When Homer was imagining dropping the bomb on the beatniks. Was there something written on it? Yeah. Uh, like the mother of all bombs, but... No, no, I don't know. Uh, hi there, daddy-o. Okay. That's that's not too bad, actually. Mm. It's, um, it's such a weird concept to write messages of hate or sarcasm on a bomb. You're dropping a bomb on someone. Is that yeah. not enough? Exactly. <laughs> you need to add insult. Um, They're not going to be able to read the bomb. I spotted... Two very famous works of art in the background of the Springfield Museum. Okay, I didn't see them. Okay, good. I'll just answer the question then. Uh, there was a in the blurry in the background. There was the Mona Lisa, and more yeah. clearly, when he's actually stealing the cubic zirconia, you can see Salvador Dali's clocks, like the multi oh, clocks yeah. hanging over a tree. Cool. Very cool. What was Jimbo's spray painting? Um, Carpe Diem. Yeah, sees the cup. It's funny that Jimbo was actually spray painting something that's actually. Quite motivational. Yeah. And then they get into his life yeah. and ruin it for him. He I goes to law school. They didn't ruin it. I suppose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or to Homer that's ruining it. Yeah. But it, it's just ironic that he'll spray paint something nice where Bart just spray yeah. paints his name. Yeah. Well, a Spanish version of it. What is Barney's code name? 12 ball. Yeah, well done. <laughs> You're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Heavy sack beatings have increased by what percentage since Homer became... 900%. 900%. A shocking 900%. <laughs> <laughs> so good. I've got one more question. I've got one more as yeah. well. Who were the two rappers that were performing in Springfield? At what point did we see this? Uh, you'll know as soon as I answer a, the question. Is it a poster? Uh, billboard. Oh, dinner. Or like oh. Yeah, at the front of a theatre. I don't, don't know. Ice tea and Booker tea. Booker tea? Yeah. Really? Yeah. That was when they were all looking for different types of big tea. Like there was a big T that was the landmark, for, like the icon for the theatre. Well, Booker T like, is not a rapper. You were aware of this. Oh, well, fuck it. No, I'm not. <laughs> but, but Booker T's a wrestler. Oh, is he? I thought, you, I thought you were making a joke at my expense. No, I don't know who Booker T is. Booker T's what? Sounds like a rap name. <laughs> five time, five time. He's a fucking, he's one of the most popular wrestlers of all time. Well, obviously he's not, Dando. <laughs> he really is, though. Because he's, he's in the Hall of Fame. I'm sorry. <laughs> The Hall of Fame. It's a fucking. F- he's actually. A it's comment- all a fiction. The Hall of Fame doesn't mean anything. Exactly, and they even say that. But he's, um, he's a commentator right now. Okay, 
Look, he's not I Stone Cold Steve Austin. Who Booker T is. He's not The Rock. He's not Mankind. He, he's not he Undertaker. He defeated Stone Cold for the championship. I'm pretty sure. Well, that's probably well, why Rock, I've written him out of history in my mind. <laughs> I could be wrong about that. Don't quote me on that, wrestling fans. <laughs> but yeah, that's good. good we spot. actually we have a frightening number of um, wrestling fans who listen to this show, so I will have lost a lot of credibility with yes. them. But hey, I'm a casual wrestling fan. Sue me. You haven't watched in what twenty years? Fifteen years? at least. Oh, 15 yeah. years. Fifteen, yeah, like yeah. early teens. Where did Malloy say he buried the money? What was the address? Yeah, don't know. 4723 Maple Valley Road. Okay. That's where the giant T is. So a few facts about the episode. As we said, Nam, uh, Sam Neill portrays Malloy. Sam Neill, big Simpsons fan. He says this is one of the highlights of his career. Similar to you know, one of the guys from look, the Ramones. I saw that as well. I didn't click the article to see where that citation came from. But I would not have written... Well, I, I wouldn't hang my hat on that Alan Grant, true. Malloy. Yeah, I'm sure <laughs> it was just one of those offhand comments that he's made in an interview and someone found it. And, like, and then it becomes, Sam Neill states that this is the highlight of his career. Like come One on. of the highlights, not the highlight. Sam, he, ne- he, Sam he, Neill, who probably is in real Hall of Fames. you got to think, though, this is The Simpsons when they're in the, the peak golden era. Oh, look, the sure the experience of doing the show, if I'm you were sure a fan, it was been, probably a big I'm sure a it would have been exciting for him. Yeah. But at the end of the He day, must have said it. He's sitting in a recording booth with a microphone and he's, he's doing what we're doing right now versus fighting a fucking T-Rex. I know. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't say this is better than Jurassic Park. Sure he said it out of politeness. Probably. Um, Malloy is based on David Niven's performance as the character A.J. Raffles, a gentleman thief in the 1939 film Raffles. What a name. David Niven. I want to check that movie out, actually. Or AJ Raffles. (laughs) Which one's better? Um, No, AJ Raffles. Yeah, Yeah. it's great. great. David Niven sounds like a snooker player. The Pink Panther music was used at the start. Now, do you know why they titled it? Because Raffles is in... uh, Sorry, Niven also played um, a similar uh, character in the first Pink Panther movie. The Pink Panther movies, yes. And Homer's line, so I said, look, buddy, your car was upside down when I got here. And as for your grandmother, she shouldn't have mouthed Mm -hmm. mouthed off like that. It's apparently a reference to Flannery O'Connor's short story, A Good Man is Hard to Find. I looked up what this book's about. Mm. It's incredibly depressing, oh, this, good. this short story. Okay. So, long story short, a family are on some sort of road trip, mm. and I think the car breaks down. Something happens, and the car crashes. Okay. And then a, I can't remember what they call Banana it. Banana peel? Like a bad guy walks up and just one by... I can't believe... I can't remember what they call it. A bad guy. No, no, no what, what, he's, got, he's, got like a, he's got a name in the in the story. Like, he's got an actual name oh, they okay. use. Like, I can't remember his actual name. But um, Something like that. And he has a gun and he one by one takes them to the forest and just shoots them all. The grandma, children, mother, husband. And that's and that's the end of the story. He just kills the family. It's one of the most depressing things I've ever read. I was like, really? Well, maybe there's a purpose to it. Like, if you actually read the book as opposed to just read a plot synopsis of the book. Well, there's got to be a point. No one just writes a story where someone crashes and then everyone dies. Like there has to be a thing along the way. It's just one of those. The things- very, the very little that I know about literature means that stories have to have a thing. Well, <laughs> like- well, well the, the reason that this t- there's a reference to it is because the guy walks up as the car's upside down. So the car, your car was already upside down when I got yeah, there, okay. and then your grandmother shouldn't have mouthed off like that. That's pretty off- goddamn and- funny, then. Yeah, it's re- done really, really well. So that's my facts for the episode. The original air date was January 6th, 1994. Chalkboard gag. I am not authorized to fire substitute teachers. Mm-hmm. And the catch gag. I laughed out loud at this catch gag. I don't know why I liked it so much. Just the family run in and just explode. It's just. I liked the cinder and soot that was yeah, left. It was just bang. <laughs> yeah. And then Maggie's pacifier drops down to the ground. Kicks off of all the family asleep. Really great use of music here, wasn't it? And the shot mm. of Malloy's feet. 
yeah. to kick it off. He's going to use his kit to break into the house. Turns out Homer's left the keys. They call the man the misfit, and a good man is hard the to misfit. find. The misfit, yes. I knew he had a name. Mm. Santa's little help was actually going to do his job for a change and try and protect the family from this intruder, but he just gets distracted by meat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is... Like I think it's the other time we say Homer sleepwalk, but it's just so perfectly used. Homer as well, yeah. Homer then walks in and gets... Oh, sorry. Santa's little help. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> I was reading about the book. Pay attention. I'm more interested... <laughs> I want to read this short story now. I want to... I'll, I'm going to present a book report next episode. He then goes into Lisa's bedroom and steals her sack. So anyway, it's all buried under a big T. Is that what we're up to? <laughs> I, I always thought... <laughs> you, what, I like it when me getting distracted finally pushes you over the edge and you just refuse to laugh at anything that I say. I'm just like, I'm just, I have to keep this train going because otherwise it'll just be me reading out what happens in the episode. So he goes into Lisa's bedroom and I never liked the fact that he put the... I, it's Visually, it's a funny gag, mm-hmm. but that would wake her up. Like, that's the joke as well. Okay. Like, it's the absurdity of the fact that, yeah, sausages for a dog, that makes sense. Yeah. But, you know, a, a party whistle. It's just but it's the also, sound is hilarious. It's also that thing of, like, he's prepared for everything. That, and he's actually quite, he's actually the nicest thief. I mean, he leaves Bart a coping with lost book. Yeah. <laughs> or is that more of him patronising Bart? Could be interpreted either way. It's only a big fucking book. It is. Like, how, <laughs> what have you lost? Hell, yeah. How much coping does a man need to do? <laughs> For a portable television. Steals Marge's necklace and it's like the ass groove, but in a neck with the pearls. Okay, ass groove in a neck is not a sentence I ever need to hear again. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a groove in a neck. A couch groove? In The Simpsons, they refer to it an ass group. Yeah, okay. But I feel like without the context of the fact that they're looking at and sitting on a couch at that time, that an ass groove in the neck Anyone conjures up... listening to this show has watched up, it and knows what I'm talking conjures about. Conjures up very different imagery. Family then all wake up and discover Homer asleep with the dog. Dad, we've been robbed! Wake up, Dad! Wake up! There was a burglar and he took my saxophone! Woohoo! And our portable TV! Don't! And my neck! Yeah, that's no big loss. Homer, that necklace was a priceless Bouvier family heirloom. Oh, you probably got a whole drawer full of them. Well, yes, I do. But they're all heirlooms, too. Bart then reveals he has a stamp collection, and the family all laugh at him. I'm thinking, poor Bart. Yeah. He's like, no defense. And then he would like the phone call. Hello? (laughs) Stamp collection. (laughs) Lisa here, she is not a very nice sister at times. I know Bart's not a very nice brother. But you always look at Lisa as like she's the good child. Yeah, this is pretty. But that's why I really like this line. Bart's pain is funny, but mine isn't. Yeah, <laughs> like it's. It's <laughs> anyway I could truly express myself. Yeah, Shh, Lisa. I'm just telling her to shut up. <laughs> then Bart finds the calling card. I love the concept of a calling card, like the wet bandits. Yes, <laughs> just the- all the great ones have their mark. <laughs> what was the one? How? How? Sorry. I'm a little surprised by how good that impression was of Marv from Home Alone. Where are the wet bandits? I think you'll go back and listen to it. No, it's not quite as spot on as you think it is. Okay. Try again. No. (laughs) Now I'm (laughs) self-conscious. Flanders then arrives and Homer, (laughs) he's so lazy he won't even speak properly. Can't talk. Robbed. No help. Yeah. (laughs) Then we get the, the, as we said, the Shroud Turin beach towels. Which is a beach towel I would buy. Just to take the mickey. <laughs> There's no other reason. No. no, I like kind of um like thrift shop style Catholic memorabilia for some reason. Give I me just an example. Um I've heard Stuart Lee talk about this, but that he went to the Vatican and they were selling lollip- lollipops with the Pope's face on them. Really? Yeah. Um it, it, like his instance was like that was after a Pope dying and he's like, Were people thinking, hmm, 
the Pope's just died. Sorry, after the Pope died with these lollipops, were like, were they thinking, hmm, the Pope's just died? It would now seem inappropriate to lick a sugar effigy of his face. <laughs> or were they thinking, hmm, the Pope's just died? What better way to commemorate him than to lick a sugar effigy of his face? <laughs> <laughs> but that sort of stuff, or like the really gloss kind of photos of Jesus on like a mountain with the sun behind him and that sort of stuff that just, they look so grandiose that for whatever reason, I just, I I feel like they make more sense to have in an atheist's home than in an actual religious person's home. Yeah, yeah. So it's almost like they're taking the Mickey out of the situation. Well, yeah, it's it's like self-parody. Yeah. Without realising it. Actually, football reference. So, international listeners, tune out for 30 seconds. On the way over here, I was listening to Kevin Bartlett, former Richmond you know, fantastic uh, former Richmond. We mentioned him on the podcast before. Great, yeah. Oh, we did actually. Yeah. People, um, I think Andrew Johnson really appreciated it. Um, driving in when he does his take on sport, like at the off the top of his show, without irony, said these words: "At Richmond, we like we are not fans who get ahead of our, of ourselves, but it is now foreseeable that Richmond could go through the season undefeated." Have they already planned the grand final party? <laughs> Oh my goodness! I like when Flanders reveals that the towers have been stolen, but yeah. wow, it's a crime wave. Yeah, <laughs> well, it would be a little bit exciting. Yeah, I kid, would feel yeah. better about having my house broken into if everyone's house got broken into in the street, rather than I was just a random victim. In saying that, we had both our cars broken into, and then four other people in the street had their cars broken into. Mm-hmm. It didn't make it any better. Our cars were still broken well, into. I'm a worse person than you are. <laughs> like I, I like to. I like the fact that I can. Yeah, you got yours too. I can <laughs> spread my pain. You know, like, a problem shared is a problem halved. Lisa didn't ask Marge if she's got insurance. Oh, actually, we've got the little montage here. Skinner gets his plate stolen. Mm-hmm. Now, apparently, Stormin Norman, his name is Norman Schwarzkopf Jr. He was a US general actor and voice actor. Okay. And Barney gets all his shit stolen. Fuck, I love that from Barney. Yeah. Ah, I thought I had more stuff than this. We don't see Barney's apartment enough. Like, did the cat burglar steal his clothes, or was he just moved? <laughs> like, just that's, that's the bit that I love. It's kind of like the, has Homer seen someone throw shoes before? Or yeah. was you referring to that moment just yeah. Lisa didn't ask Marge if she's got insurance. We are insured, aren't we, Mom? Homer, tell your child what you bought when I sent you to town to get some insurance. Mm. Curse you, magic beans! No, stop blaming the beans. Homer then calls the police, who... You think I go? I always thought I was expecting them to just shrug it off, like it wasn't a big deal, because that's what you're yeah, used right. to getting. That's yeah. the usual gag they use here. But they've obviously had a lot of calls, so yes. they are at least smart enough to put together that there's been a lot. They've even gone to the effort of putting drawing boards a on map a map with pins. Yeah, and yeah. then it all goes down. Hey, if from I there. just move this one here and these ones here, it's almost looks like an arrow. Hey, it's pointing right at the station. Let's get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Newspaper headlines about the burglar. As we said, man marries woman mm-hmm. in wedding ceremony, and Brockman. He just loves to sensationalise the situation, doesn't he? Yeah. Would you say it's time to panic? Mm, yes, I would. Yes, Kent. I would, Kent. <laughs> Twice in this episode we get that. But it's the murder is not far behind. Now, yeah. I'm not saying he's the wolf man. <laughs> <laughs> Can't rule it out. <laughs> we get the press conference there with Wiggum. This only happens when shit's getting real. It happens, it a happens, press conference? Yeah, well, yeah. When the chief of police has to make a press conference, you yeah. know something big Fat happens. Tony. Yeah. Now, one sniff of this baby, and our tracking dog will be hot on his trail. Gosh, look at me. I'm sweating like a pig here. Oh, oh man. That's better. All right, get the scent, boy. Come on, get the scent. Now, come on. Come on. Oh, my God. 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 Oh, my
Frank's robot house. Now, I feel like this would have been one of those scenes that's been cut short for television time. I feel like they'd, they would have had the news reporter asking him, so what is this thing you've got here? Because this cuts off with Frank saying, well, you know. Yeah, possibly. It's probably better this way, though. Yeah, oh, 100%. It's, it's better, it's yeah. 100%. Happier. The real humans want to burn so fast. I love that he's gone in the effort of putting a model family in there. Yes. Like, to have them tumble out in flames just makes that visually so much more satisfying. And then tries to justify why they, that, you know, they won't burn as fast yeah. in real life. <laughs> and it's a great sea plant. For in a couple of moments. For five seconds later. <laughs> High-tech security systems. I wish these existed. Lasers. How fun would that be? Getting to throw rocks at a... Imagine being a kid and you're throwing a rock at a house and a laser fucking shoots out and explodes it. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Makes it tough for the newspaper boy. Yeah, I Magazine guess. subscriptions be down. <laughs> then the real-life robot house tries to run away because all the lasers are going yep. off. And same thing. Just falls yep. out and burns. But I love that that house runs away when nothing's actually happened. Exactly, yeah. 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 It's like it's a frightened, timid house. What it needed, though, was to have people roll out on fire. No. no is that a bit too far. much? Yep. You reckon? Yep. In- no, it doesn't need it. Homie the Clown, they do it. That's not to say that it's like, you know, that, oh, no, they're crossing a line. It just it doesn't need the joke. Yeah, true. It's just fine. the house it's fine falling and burning straight yeah. away. Because <laughs> with them on fire, it goes from silly to tragic. Yeah. Whereas without seeing them on fire, it's just silly. True. So everyone's now realised that all the houses have lasers, so they're all throwing rocks at the house. And Otto, just one of the kids. Yeah. And then Jasper walks past, gets shot right in the yeah. head, fixes his cataracts. I can see you again. All oh, the colours of the rainbow. I'm blind. Oh, well, easy come, easy go. Then Grandpa is asleep at the retirement home. And as the viewer as well, you think the cat burglar's walked in. But mm. then the way he says, the cat burglar's here to get me. You think, oh, yep. it's obviously not. Yeah. And it's Malloy. Oh, it's you, Malloy. Like you I, were, I love the ointment joke. Yes. All right. Clean the applicator this time. Like you were saying, Swartzwell tried to make it as obvious as possible mm. to the audience that Malloy is the bad guy, as opposed to in Who Shot Mr. Burns when they try and keep it a secret. But I just think, I just love a good murder mystery. Not a murder It's not a murder mystery. I love a good mystery episode yeah. of The Simpsons. They always do them really, really well. I love a good mystery of anything. Yes, I just love mystery stories, yeah. Mm-hmm. Apu is in on top of the Quickie Mart. Just a short gag, just to show that it's kind of silly, I guess, mm-hmm. that he's scaring away all of his customers. Yeah. Homer then tells the new family security rules, and all these rules actually make logistical sense. But then when Marge chimes in with one, that don't take candy from strangers... They're only human. They're only human. <laughs> then Lisa's showing that, you know, she's just upset about her sex. This was her one thing that she had. She got no friends. Her sex was her best friend. And Homer just doesn't care. What's the point of all these precautions? I've already lost the only thing that matters to me. Oh, Lisa, stop pining for your saxophone. I got you another instrument. What is jug? <laughs> Lisa, never ever stop in the middle of a hoedown. Lisa starts crying. Yeah. And this is the moment that Homer realizes this is what kickstarts the episode. Homer realizes, wait, wait a minute. She's actually is really affected by this. Yeah. I'm going to make sure I get my daughter's sacks back. Yeah. Then we get the newspaper that tells us that the burglar has struck again. We don't know who or what, but it's a really nice touch of the cat burglar then stealing the newspaper and leaving his calling card. Just a man, it, like Gwyneth Paltrow as a gentleman thief, basically. Just whatever he saw that wasn't tied... Not Gwyneth Paltrow. Winona Ryder. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Gwyneth. I don't she would like, never steal anything. You're a horrible person, but you know I don't want to... You know, Why is she a horrible person? Uh, fucking, have you ever read a Goop website? No. 
that okay. Well, that don't, is don't, why she's a horrible person. Should I read it? What I was about to say is that a woman that's happy to go out and spend like fifteen hundred dollars on a particular type of activated almond milk is not going to steal shit. <laughs> <laughs> Winona Ryder, on the other hand, yes, fucking silly for it. <laughs> Just <laughs> loves to take stuff that's not hers. Have you seen Stranger Things yet? No. Oh, she's good in that. Yes, as the mum. Have you yeah. seen her in the during the acceptance speech of them winning the award? Her facial expression. Oh pressure? yeah. What? All over fuck? the place. What's wrong with her? I, I don't know. She's casing the joint. She's looking for security cameras because she's <laughs> exactly. about to make off with the lectern and all of the other awards and any anything basically that's not bolted to the floor speaking, was going into her handbag speaking that of, night. Speaking of tragic and award ceremonies, did you see Molly Meldrum no. at the Logies? Good Lord. Got drunk and stormed the stage from what I understand. Yeah, and... He just mumbles and like, he's not. Well, s- Molly needs to stop being invited to things for his own good. He's he's not saying anything. He's needs to be in a home. Like he's just seriously murmuring. If Molly Meldrum was your was anybody's grandfather, he'd be in a retirement village by right now, being looked after. Yeah, that's that where he's probably been at that point for the last ten years. He was a legend of Australian television, but you need to look look after him for his own sake. Like yeah. you were saying. It's just anyway. So getting back to the episode. They're all having the meeting at the Flanders house to suggest the neighbourhood watch because the police can't do their job. Hmm. I like the way that Flanders is saying because they can't do the jabberinos. <laughs> and then he has to tie in a little yeah. net, what we call it, a Flanderism at yeah. the end. <laughs> well, I like that. I like how quickly this idea becomes bastardised and twisted. Into like Ned's would have been... A neighbourhood watch. A neighbourhood watch. Yeah, you see something out of order, you call. There's actually... now that I don't even think of this. There's an episode in later seasons, like season 20-something or maybe 19 or whatever, where... Flanders installs a neighborhood watch system to look up to watch the kids. Okay. Or maybe it's just to get rid of crime and he puts cameras in all aspects of Springfield and he's sort of sitting I don't feel like Flanders would do that. It's out of character. Sorry to just poo-poo that idea. Well, it does sort of make sense if you watch the episode. It's not okay. just him with the cameras. Okay. We've got the meeting at the Flanders house and as you were saying it just gets off track. Well, just about the idea of leading. It's like, you know, like what what would his idea have been? Neighborhood watch. Well, how would that be? Obviously, Homer's just well, as I said, crimes. like you know, you see a car that doesn't belong in the neighborhood, then you report, report it. it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You have n- meetings, Home. neighborhood watch meetings, and they need a leader. And yeah, I tell you what, neighborhood watch would be a complete fucking waste of time, and it would drag me away from my dinner. That's what neighborhood watch would be. Yeah, <laughs> there was a minor neighborhood watch thing going on out in my scenario, like out out where I live, because I think there'd been a spate of people breaking into garages or something like that. Um. But and it was exactly that, like you know, oh, I saw a strange red car at twelve thirty-seven that I've never <laughs> seen before. Like it's a new estate, new homes are going up all the time. Every car is a car you haven't seen before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they need a leader. Who should lead the group? You. Yeah! Yeah! Flanders, Flanders, Flanders. I don't really have very much experience, but I'll be someone else. Yeah! yeah! Someone else. Someone else. Someone else. I'm someone else. He's right. We don't need a thinker. We need a doer. Someone who'll act without considering the consequences. Homer! 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 I'm with you, Homer! I'll be with you too, matey. I'm with you, Homer. You're the man, Homer. You should do it. You're the man, man. I love, um, like, Grandpa comes in wants to be a part of it, and Homer's line of, you're a very old man now, and old people are useless. useless. And tickles him. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Aren't aren't they? Aren't they? Stop that. It's a form of abuse. Then we're at the Simpsons' house, and the vigilante group are with their guns. Mm. I love this gag. I love Moe's whoops. Off the first one. Whoops. Yeah. (laughs) I love that it ends with Bart. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Me again. 
<laughs> Come back from commercial and they're doing the secret vigilante handshake, which yep. is about as obvious as anything. Yep. <laughs> and Homer gives them all names. I'm just going to play the clip. Okay, we've got the secret vigilante handshake. Now we need code names. I'll be Q-Ball, Skinner can be 8-Ball, Barney will be 12-Ball, and Mo, you can be Q-Ball. You're an idiot. That just sums up Homer to a T. Yes. And just Mo's, you're an idiot. <laughs> it's just like, even he's had enough. He's just like, are you kidding me? They go to Herman's. I don't get the gag here. It's Doctor Strange Love. What? The Sorry. wedding. The wedding. Oh, not the wedding. I know the fucking parody or what it's. I'm Sorry, Jesus I was just excited. Christ. Uh, but he says, "So, a uh, wedding, huh?" When they're all looking at different weapons, there must be a reason there. Oh, that in Herman's opinion, that that's a perfect wedding gift. Ah, oh, wedding gift. Okay. So then he mentions that they're a vigilante group, and Herman's yep. like, "Ooh, come with me." Yes. Yeah. And then I'll let you explain. Now you can. Okay. So get we, excited as yeah, you want to. So we get the beatnik bomb that was invented purely to drop on beatniks, but uh, and Homer imagines himself as uh, basically he takes the Slim Pickens role from Doctor Strange, uh, Doctor Strange Love. We, and what happens is just exactly what happens in the movie. It's virtually yeah. a shot-for-shot shot recreation. The bomb doesn't um, go off. He jumps on it to kick it down, and then rides it down, just cowboy hat in the air. But then we get the great. See the sign? Do not write on bomb. Yeah. Because oh, I like that's exactly what would happen in real life. If there was a bomb like that, mov- like, do not touch. movie fans like well no, movie fans like me would oh, want to climb it. it. Yeah. So, so like you <laughs> yeah, have to true. imagine how many people yeah. have tried to ride that bomb before Herman had to put that sign up. That is true, yeah. I love Dan's laugh here, like Homer's laugh, mm. when he's the, the, the sheer joy of just he knows he's gonna die, but he doesn't care. He's riding an atomic bomb down to the ground. But I used to have a thing that you put on the fridge. It was a magnet, but it was what you clip papers into as well. And once you pushed it, it would play that laugh by Homer. Oh, yeah. I would just sit there all day and just playing that laugh. Yep. I just fucking loved it. <laughs> Homer and the group are then preparing to clean up the town. And this is where we realize that Homer's already forgotten what the whole point of the situation yeah. was. What are you doing? Oh, push people around, make ourselves feel big. Well, even they don't know what they're there for. So yeah. like, well, what do you mean exactly? You know, just, the whole point was to get Lisa Sachs. Yeah. And it's just completely just been blown out of proportion. He then uses Bart's Rap Master 2000. It's not just a megaphone dance. It's Hammer. Yeah. <laughs> I love the kids' rap dance walking. Yes. As they're following up the it's street. It's so early 90s, isn't yeah. it? Go back to your homes and places of business. <laughs> they walk up to the busker. He's playing the sax. Is Sears a shop? Yeah. Okay. But I don't... It's not a music shop. It's no, uh, just, uh, Sears would be like Meyer or like something. A, like, like a Meyer yeah. kind of thing, yeah. yeah. I The way he delivers it, though, whoever's playing him, was he meant to be shifty? Because he delivers it in ways like, uh, Sears? Presumably. And then runs off. Yeah, yeah, but I, I don't just know. Just shifty for a different reason, I guess. But um, I don't, I don't think the gag works as much though in that sense, though. Well, we don't know who the cat burglar is, technically. But I thought this whole point of this scene was to show that how incompetent Homer and his gang are, though. Mm. Anyway, that's not that doesn't matter. The next part's the best. They part. run past another El Bato there, by the way. Yes, there's several of them mm. recently, isn't there? Yeah, I do love the next part. It's my favorite. Why are you doing this? Makes me feel like a big man. <laughs> Before that one, that one's great too. The no burning, burning leaves without a permit. Oh, I yeah. got one. Too late. Too late. <laughs> Run the house on fire. I love Homer's obsession with permits. Yes. They're drinking beer without a permit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's just, the idea is just created all these permits that yeah. people have to have. Uh, well, in that one, it's underage kids. Yeah, underage kids, permit, exactly. Yeah. Which obviously would not exist. <laughs> well, look, maybe Homer's created one for them. He doesn't get to create them. He's not in charge he's of not, the he's law. Not the police. We will please the police. But yeah, now the Jimbo line. You better have a good reason for doing that, boy. It makes me feel like a big man. Let me check my reason list. Yep, it's on here. Hey, you're that drunken posse. Wow. Can I join you? I don't know. 
Can you swing a sack of doorknobs? Can I? You're in. Here's the sack. But you gotta supply your own knobs. By the way, we forgot to mention how fucking great are their outfits. Home, oh, yeah. Moe with the Kaiser German helmet. Yeah, oh, my yeah. fucking God. So good. And Barney with the fast food outfit. And a, a poo dressed like uh, one Indian of the general? In, Indian general from like the 1880s or something. Yeah. <laughs> and what's Skinner? Is he just in his army outfit? I think he's got a beret on it. I think he? he has a beret, yeah. You just made an ex-green beret mad. Yeah. But Jimbo, yeah, you have to supply your own knobs. <laughs> <laughs> At the family dinner. And I just love that it kicks off of Homer saying, yeah. and your grandma shouldn't have mouthed off like that. that. Uh, so good. We're branching out into other platform. Uh, reading in literacy is something about protecting bridges and world domination. Oh, that's a typo. Mental note. The, the girl, girl knows, knows too much. much. <laughs> <laughs> this is because Lisa just pointed out that you've just lo- you've lost the point, mate. Like mm. the whole point of this was to get my saxophone back. And then we get to Homer on Smartline. Doesn't even try to hide the fact that he's corrupt. Oh, yeah. oh, Kent. I'd be lying if I said my men weren't committing crimes. Touche. He's <laughs> <laughs> just... <laughs> then Malloy calls in. It may interest you to know that for my next crime, I'll be pinching the pride and joy of the Springfield Museum, the world's largest cubic zirconia. I do like that he calls and throws down a challenge. And again, this yes. is like, it's purely sport. He, he's rattling the pearls. I've got yeah. your wife's pearls yeah. here. Um, but yeah, it's just sport for him. He just wants to beat him just to show that he can. Like I was saying, it's just like a real person just taking the piss. He's like, he's not threatened by these guys. He's bored. He's just like, he's he's saying, can you please come and try and fire me? Like, I'm giving you as much chance as possible. Homer choking the stage manager, also great. Just assuming that the guy behind the camera yeah. is the guy. That's yeah. doing it. <laughs> he then reveals, Malloy reveals that he plans to steal. Like he tells him, I'm going to steal yeah. the cubic zirconia. Homer... It's a little bit Ocean's Twelve, actually. Yes, like they've the, like this is what we're going to steal. Yeah, you need to steal this, and they have a challenge to yes. see who can get it or not get it in this instance. Homer then actually does his job quite well here. He's like, yeah. "Unless you're going to tell me when and where you're going to do it." Yeah, the, we'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> I what Brockman's reaction here is the one I always expect in Trios of Horror Six. Ah, uh, okay, because he does it again. Remember, yeah. at the end of the first segment. Then they're at the, the museum and they're all guarding the place. Yeah. I love the... Uh, so, this is a parody of Dragnet, this little... Not clip. quite this part. Just before, no, but yeah, coming yeah, up. Coming, yeah. coming to that. But yeah. I love at the end of that part, just the, the head's just yeah. going a million miles an hour. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but before yeah, then... So, Grandpa and that coming, like, can we help? And Malloy's one of them. Malloy is there, dressed yeah. in rather dark clothes. Yes. Um, but the, can we help? Just stand around and don't steal anything. Hey, we're on our break. We're on our break. <laughs> I've always liked this. That Any sign of the burglar yet? Still show. How's that? It's his job. How's that? He's a burglar. Homer is in at the front. He's taking it seriously. Like the, well, Mr. Cat Burglar, the only problem is uh, 36 years ago, someone gave birth to a man named Homer J. Simpson. Oh my God, kids underage drinking without a permit. <laughs> Gets distracted straight away, <laughs> and then gets like you know Malloy comes straight in. But I love I love when we get to it, the newspaper photo of like he runs over and they just chug chug. Yes, it's just <laughs> completely out on the ground. So great. I like the security system. It just says do not turn off. It's just a switch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just walks out with it. Yeah. Homer is shamed in the paper as yeah. you said. I wasn't asleep. I was drunk. I believe you, Dad. Yeah. So good. <laughs> it's, it's it's it. Oh, it, it just sums up Homer to a T. That moment. yeah. Everyone has just completely lost faith, especially Jimbo. Yeah. Even Barney. Yeah. But even his team, they've all just, they've lost hope. He was like the man they were looking up to. I'm going to law school. No. 
Uh, it's one of the good pullback nose. Yes. Where like the camera's above the town. Then Lisa tries to cheer him up with the jug. <laughs> Homer's expression here is just utter defeat. Yeah. On his knees, just covered in fruit. Covered in fruit and tomatoes and just, oh my God, so good. And she stops. I didn't say stop. <laughs> he just goes back to being depressed again. We come back from commercial and I like Marge's line here because it explains the ridiculousness of it. I had no idea how much this town loved that zirconia. I know it's a giant gem thing, but it's like... Well, fake gem, really. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, why would the town be so annoyed? Why would they care that Malloy's stolen it, you know? Yeah. It's just a nice cover for how ridiculous it all is. Grandpa then arrives. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Yeah, so Grandpa arrives to unpack the scene, basically. Like, I know who the cat burglar is. On one of my frequent trips to the ground... Well, I like that he's he's been pelted. Oh, yeah. They pelted you too? Yeah. (laughs) I just love frequent trips. Yes. Like, how often is he falling in a day? Even before then, though, he says, I know who the cat burglar is. And like, tell us. He's like, well, well, well. I love a good well, well, well. (laughs) But then, yeah, on my frequent fall to trips to the ground. Yeah. I noticed that Malloy wore sneakers for sneaking. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Then we're at the museum. Malloy said, I'll catch up with you. I like here that it has Grandpa's voice saying it. Over, over, like dubbed over Malloy. Yeah, normally it would be their voice. Yeah. Explain it. Yeah, really well done. And then again, like this, even Grandpa, who's the smartest one here, is still an idiot. Yes, I couldn't explaining quite it. put my finger on it. There was something strange about the way he walked. Much more vertical than usual. And then, the, unlike most old people at the home, he has the world's largest cubic zirconia on his coffee table. Well, that could have come from anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then Homer's just so proud of his dad, he can't believe yeah. it. I could kiss you. Yeah. Kiss me here. It's the only part that has feeling left. <laughs> Runs out, tells the mob that, you know, we know where it is and they all charge off to the retirement. Yes. Home. There's a literal pitchfork in the mob, by the way. Always, there's always one pitchfork yeah, at least. It's just nice and to a, see. A flaming and a torch. Pole. Yeah, a flaming yeah. torch, yeah. Homer then leads the mob with Grandpa to Malloy. So, Mr. Malloy, it seems that the cat has been caught by the very person that was trying to catch him. Oh, ironic. Malloy's just not bothered at all because he knows he's got the plan to get out of the prison. Yeah. Yeah, he's very, very low-key about it. We, we need to mention again... Instantly gives back everything to everybody. How great Sam Neill made this character. Yeah. Can you envision anyone else's voice doing this? Honestly, yes. I don't think that yeah. Sam Neill... Like, Sam Neill does a great job, but I don't think anyone else couldn't have done it. It just, you know, speaks nice and gentlemanly. Who else could play it so well? What Virtually the- anybody. Yeah. <laughs> any, any, any actor worth their salt? Like, as, as I personally feel like Sam Neill, uh, like, he, you know, he's got a character, he does the character, he does it well, but it's not like a Albert Brooks where only Albert could have done that. I like how they, they used him here when they could have used him as, like, a Jurassic Park kind of guy. I suppose Jurassic Park hadn't quite yeah, come out yet, had it? Oh, no, 93. 93 had come out. Uh, maybe not when it was being recorded, the episode or anything like you, but it might have just come out. But, yeah, like, look, Sam Neill's a journeyman actor, so... yeah. He's just—he's a professional. Comes in, and does a professional job. Yeah. Homer then gives Grandpa the credit because it wasn't me that caught him; it was my dad. And then, yeah, actually, you know what? I'll liken Sam Neill in this to Donald Sutherland in Lisa the Icon. I was going to say later on, I've compared them. Yeah. It's a very similar performance where, like, they come in and they do a really good job, but there's nothing overly Sam Neill about the role. There's nothing overly Donald Sutherland about the role in the future. It's just they happen to be the ones that are doing that voice. What is Sam Neill though? What, well, no what, one. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't have he's not a, a trademark. He's, not he's just an actor. in that sense. Yeah. Yeah. He just does shit well. Mm. Bud Tingwell would have done it brilliantly. Mm. Yes. Yes. I am right on this. 
I used to love him on full frontal in front of the fire. Yeah. Yes. Full frontal. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Tingwell remembers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the lyrics, uh, the one that I remember is, um, on a dark desert highway, cool wind in my hair. It's like Bud Tingwell remembers the lyrics to, yeah. what the fuck's that called? Hotel California. Grandpa just say, pretty much pointing out that, you know, you didn't give old people any credit. So you see, old people aren't so useless after all. Malloy's old and he outsmarted a lot of you. And I'm even older and I outsmarted him. <laughs> Shut up. I've had my moment. I like the way that like, calling out the character name of Grandpa Simpson here. Yes. Like Homer was like, my dad, Grandpa. <laughs> like it's, that's, that's a silly line. It made me giggle. This is where Malloy says, you know, I've stolen your gifts, but you've stolen my heart. Yeah. Give him, let him go. Let him go. <laughs> and then we get. He's so I, nice. I mentioned before, it's such a great line from Wiggum. Yeah. Ah, just, you couldn't have picked a worse time. Yeah. <laughs> because for the first time, we've actually seen him do his job properly. Yeah. He's like, I'm sorry to burst your bubble, people, but he's broke the law and he has to go to jail. Homer then starts making fun of Malloy in the cell. And Malloy just straight away is like, oh, I'm supposed to be wondering where that millions of dollars have mm. been hidden. That I've taken off throughout the years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, shut up. Wait, 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 wait. Hear him out. It, it's, it's the chief that's actually yeah. saying that, yeah. yeah. It's all, yeah, he gives it buried under a big T. Yes. Oh, big T. Well, I uh, think I'm going to go home for sleep. <laughs> I'm also going to go home for sleep. The scuffle in the, in the doorframe yeah. before Grosh yeah. trying to get out every man for himself. It's not as good as the second one when the whole town's into it and you see Marge sliding down. I was going to say, that's my favourite part. so the, goddamn Because good. the music starts and she slides down, lands yep. on the bike. Oh, yep. it's so well done. I love how many big T's there are in Springfield yes, when they're looking. Yes, yep. yep. so good. The, um, yeah. We need, more, inf- we need more information. We need more information. <laughs> Actually, this, this next bit is a great bit of delivery from Sam Neill. Yes. Where he's like, a ah, left. Yeah, you take a left. A, a left. Yeah. It's, it's like he's seen someone write it down wrong. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So then we get as you said, the great music and Marge sliding down the stairs. Marge and Homer in the sidecar. It's just, oh, Bar- Barney with Patty and Summer. Summer like, in it's a plane. Just, the characters you never see hang out with each other. Yeah. <laughs> just yep. in random vehicles. So Kid, good. You told me the stream was shallow. <laughs> Do you know who that is? No. Uh, it's Phil Silvers, the actor who. That happened to him in the movie. Yeah, okay, yeah, that makes sense. I figured it was someone from the movie. Yeah, because, well, you knew he must have been someone important because yeah. he's actually, when they're digging the hole, he's there as well. Yeah, right. He's quite prominent. He's one of the faces okay. that looks over the top. That was um me driving home last night, actually. <laughs> that, like, oh, man. Holy shit, did we have some rain. Yeah, yeah terrible. Um, there were Good there, there was a mini a mini river running across the road on my way home. Apparently, cars, people couldn't get to their cars at the train station down the road here. It was Oh, did that flood up again? Yes. Yeah, cool. Yeah. That's fun. Nicola had to wade through knee-high water. Yeah. Uh, Brockman's then reporting that everyone's bailing from the town. <laughs> I nearly got hit, um, sorry, just quickly, of a message of people driving through water. I nearly got hit on the way to your house today. So I'm driving along the road where there's been some flooding. Mm-hmm. I come to a T-intersection. There's a lot of flooding at that particular T-intersection that's come about halfway across my road and has completely covered the road running adjacent, uh, perpendicular. Parallel. Perpendicular uh, to the road. So um, the traffic controllers were there and they'd set up on the highway just closing off that one left lane. There wasn't anyone in the T intersection, presumably because they thought no one's going to be stupid enough to try and drive through that. It's like fucking a meter deep. So I'm on my side. Not Mr. Bean in the car park. They let, like, they spin it around to go. So I'm there. And as I'm in the middle of the intersection, I hear this push. I look to my left and fucking water's flying everywhere <laughs> as some cockhead in a Jeep has just come careening towards me. <laughs> You see the look on, like, the traffic controller guy. It's like, what? <laughs> you shit yourself? 
Um, the, he had to slow down because of how much water was there. But I was just like, what the fuck are you doing? I've got nowhere to go. Like, you've got nowhere to go. And both of the traffic guys are like, they've got nowhere to go. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Graham, uh, Brockman's on the news. He's reporting that everyone's bailing from town. It's actually quite a clever plan from Malloy. Getting yeah. everybody out of the town so yeah. you have time to escape. Would you say it's time to crack each other's head open and feast on the goo inside? Mm, yes, I would, Kent. <laughs> Wish we had more of that guy. Mm, yes, I do, Dando. <laughs> Everyone then arrives at the tea and they find the note from Malloy. Homer, Homer reads it. Mm, I can't make out the signature. <laughs> <laughs> They're so gullible, Springfield, that they they still... Even the, the mayor of the town is... There's got to be some treasure here. Keep, keep digging. digging. Keep digging. Like They're just they're bought into the situation. They, they know that he's gone. Like, so, but they don't care anymore. They just want to find treasure now. They don't give a fuck that this guy stole from them and he's escaped. It's just, let's just try and find some treasure. Yeah. They get down. A long way down. Yes. <laughs> Before they finally call it quits. Maybe there isn't anything down here. How are we going to get out? We'll dig our way out. Dig up, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best life of Wiggum. Wiggum. And great outro music. Tying in the Mad Mad World yep. music in with the um, outro. I love when they have a good outro theme on the yeah. Simpsons episodes. Just makes the episode feel special. So overall, just... This episode, great for so many reasons. This is in my top five episodes of all time. I've always loved Home of the Vigilante. Similar for you in Itchy and Scratchy Land. It's just an episode I know I can always put on and I'm going to enjoy it and laugh. What did we learn, Palmer? So what did you learn from this episode, Mitch? I learned that it takes an awfully long time to finally learn how to cope with loss. That is true. I've learned that I need to invest in a jug. Invest. <laughs> Get your money out of the a share market. A good jug with the, with the exits. Jamil! Jamil is here! So now it's time for our mailbag this week. Mailbag at fourfingerdiscount.com.au. Plenty of emails coming through this week. If you want your question read out in the air. It's been a lot. I saw that you read a lot more than you normally do. Like I scrolled in and I was like, oh, there's not many. And then I was like, oh, there's just... Well, I realized I was going to log into the emails on my computer at work because I haven't got a phone at the moment. So I haven't been able to log in recently. I gave you a phone. The SIM card doesn't fit it. That was two and a half weeks ago. Yeah, I haven't, well, I knock off work. By the time I knock off work, the phone shop's closed. I have to go on the weekend. We've had two separate weekends since then. <laughs> I, I want you to use that phone. I'm sick of not being able to call you. I'm get, I'm get, we're about to have our first on-air argument. It's we are, like a little relationship couple. We are three days away from me having a phone. I get it on Friday, 28th. Your new one? S8, yeah. Okay. So the one that I gave you has just been collecting dust. No, no. I've been looking at it. Oh, good. I clean it every morning. I'm glad. <laughs> Trying to make business deals here, and I can't give people a fucking phone number for you. It's really annoying. <laughs> Do you know how unprofessional it looks? That, well, can you call me on Facebook? Like that doesn't. What? No, there hasn't been anyone, to be perfectly honest. Exactly. <laughs> when, when, when have you been telling anyone to call me on Facebook? <laughs> I've got an email. Uh, anyway, uh, we should probably actually get to reading some of these. <laughs> um, so, what are the questions this week, Mitch? All right, Matthew Harrison. Uh, this is, you know, it's been a while since I've read a self-indulgent email, but I'm going to do it. Hey, guys, I started listening recently and started from the beginning when you were getting excited about having hundreds of listeners and reading everyone's mail out, etc. I was wondering whether that'd still be the personal touch now that you're both big time in Simpsons podcast circle terms, at least. The very uh, small circle that it is. <laughs> yeah, well, look, of the Venn diagram of Big Time and Simpsons podcasts, th- w- there's definitely an intersection and we, f- we slice in there. So, skip forward to the Springfield episode to compare. Glad to hear that it still has a personal side to it and legitimate love for just talking about the Simpsons. Keep up the good work. Matt Harrison from Manchester. Thanks, Matt. Uh, thank you very much, Matt. And, you know, guys, the, the best way to get your name read out is still to suck up to us just a tiny little 100%. bit. 100%. You don't have to send us a question. Just let us know what you think of the show. Mm. We just love hearing from all the listeners out there. Frankly, non-questions are better because I don't have to do any work. 
David Atkinson writes in. Hey guys, first time email a long time podcaster. As a bank teller, we have thrown bundles of notes in a money fight. And yes, it was fun. Right up until the rubber band breaks and cash flies everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> it's still fun. It's just that, that that's more fun. That means it? that more work. I, um, yeah. It's w- worse if you're like transporting bags of coins and one of those breaks. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, often you hear the telltale. Like, what, what, would, <laughs> what would hurt more, a sack of coins background. or a sack of doorknobs? 50 cent coins? They're pretty pointy, aren't they? Yeah. Overdo- and solid. like Yeah. yeah. Um, as for stealing things from work, I don't know that that was like as for stealing things like it was a conversation that we were having recently, but who knows? Because I forget pretty much everything I say as soon as I leave this room. As for stealing things from work... Here's oh, yeah. A- we'll mention the pens. Here's a conundrum for you. If pens are one thing that virtually everyone steals from work, but what if you worked in a pen factory? It's like one of those memes with the, with the dinosaur, the velociraptor. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um... I would think that even in a pen factory, there's going to be some pens that you can steal and some pens you can't steal. You can't take one from the production line or out of a box, but you're still going to have to use a pen to have written down how many boxes went out that day. And that pen, you're allowed to take home. I feel like if you worked at a pen factory, you wouldn't need to steal pens because they give you a good staff discount anyway. You would hope. That's the thrill. Star, staff discount on pens. Hey. It's in your contract. Yeah. <laughs> One supplementary pen per month. Speaking of pens, one of my favorite Seinfeld routines on the show was when he was talking about pens. pens. No, it's it's the, you know, there's so many pens in the world, but whenever you need one, it's like, oh, you're so embarrassed to ask for one. Yeah. You have to do the sign. Uh, Aaron Aaron Petrie has tweeted into the mailbag. Um, Just wanted to say that uh, he's been following our recommendations along. So he bought the Wire box set, watched season one about six months ago and started watching season two today. Uh, that was the tw- worst season. But it's, it's, it's not the worst season. What's the worst season? Now? There is no worst season. They're all, all great. It's Yeah, but it's the least great of the five no, that are great. No, That's your opinion. <laughs> if you were going to watch a season and you could watch them from favourite to least favourite. Season favorite. two of The Wire has a fucking duck with like a diamond leash necklace drinking beer off of a bar. What more do you want in a television show? I know that. I'm just saying out of the five seasons, which would you put as the least great? No, I couldn't. I, I, I can't bring myself to say that anything was the least great. <laughs> Still saying it's great. They're it's all as great as the... Season two comes back and pays What's off. What's your favourite season of The Wire then? The final one? The way they tie everything up? Um... I do like the way it all ramps up in the final one where yeah. where Avon... Not Avon. Where... um, Just be careful what you say because this guy's watching the show. Yeah, true. Just the way it fucking escalates. Yeah. But I think season three, you got Bowtie and the war going on between Avon and um, Omar. Um, string, like all of the power plays going on for the for the street in season three. And then I really, really like season four as well when you get to see it from the kids' perspectives because for the first time, really, you bring some sympathetic characters into this fucked up world. Um, season three is sort of like their Empire Strikes Back and it's a sense that it sets up the great ending. Yeah. It's the bad guys taking charge, you know, yeah. and the good guys are like, shit, what are we going to do to overcome this? Yeah. The other thing that Aaron wrote, also watched The Prestige on the weekend, mm-hmm. uh, all on your recommendations. And you liked it? I presume you did. Keep up the great work, guys. Cool. Um, we'll be doing a review of The Prestige on Patreon uh, shortly. Yes, well, this week. It's going to be our movie of the month. This week, we're going to be doing on the Patreon page a Let's Play, a top 10 
what was it? Top ten moments outside of that occur outside of Springfield, and Mitch mm-hmm. did his top five road trip movies of all time. Yep. Also got a review of Mother Simpson coming up. Coming on the way. Review. Uh, Richard Hanny writes in Being half Swiss I can confirm that it is amazing Lots of chocolate and amazing views However you will struggle to find a native Sven As that is traditionally a Nordic name Well My apologies Um Mainly Sweden, uh, unless you're confusing the two. I probably was, but you're too pretentious to do that. I'm really loving how often I'm getting called pretentious. It's a lot of fun. Oh, we've had a few people write in about Dungeons and Dragons as well. Yes. So yeah. a couple people have offered. Um, uh, so Emma Barnett wrote in. Um, Emma was a massive fan of the podcast to the point where she actually leaves early for work to fit the podcast into her commute. Do you reckon she really does that? She wouldn't have lied. Yeah, Alice is that lie. No. I uh, heard on the podcast that you guys wanted to play Dungeons & Dragons. She's been a Dungeon Master for a few years now. Uh, it That's even, a title I want on it, my business card. Dungeon Master. It even leaked into my own podcast. Okay, Emma, you're going to need to give us the podcast name so we can talk about that. Sadly, I live in the UK, but I'm more, to ha- more than happy to run an adventure for you guys over Skype. Um, so, I said, how many people do you need for a Dungeons & Dragons game? She said two people could work fine, but no more than five people in a group or combat takes forever. Whatever you guys want or need. So, what I'm considering, Dando, mm-hmm. is maybe we run a competition. I don't know what it'll be yet, but we'll figure it out. And we can do with some of our fans, like our first-timers. I prefer if it's all... Well, maybe not all first-timers. If anyone wants to play Dungeons & Dragons over Skype with us... That'd be cool. Two or three lucky listeners will be selected. Between now and the next episode, I'll figure out how we're going and to actually do this. And it all occurs in the Simpsons universe? So, can it be... Can, she did can, say that... Can you, you Simpsonize Dungeons Dragons? I think she did say... Because um, that would be really cool. Uh, it could be a standard adventure or it can be based in the Simpsons universe. That would be awesome. Hmm. That would be really fun. Simpsons d and I'd be down for that. Okay. So, we're going to figure out the logistics of how this will work mm-hmm. and then we'll do it. 100%. Yep. Um, outside of that for the mailbag, what have we got? Oh, Richard Hanney writes in pointing out that the Howard Hughes connection in Springfield was that Howard Hughes uh, owned large swathes of uh, hotels in Vegas. Mm. Uh, Thank you for pointing that out. I was unaware of that about um, Howard's life. Just to reiterate once again, to make it easier for Mitch to find questions, put question in the subject line. Makes it easier. Mailbag's just full at the moment. Did you see the notice we got from from Jim Wang? Uh, I'm not sure if I did. Was Jim Wang trying to sell us curtains? We've been getting a lot of really weird linen Dear spam. Dear CEO, if you are not the person who is in charge of this, please forward this to your CEO because this is urgent. If this email affects you, we are very sorry. Please ignore this email. Thanks. We are network service company, which domain name registration center in China. We receive applications. Well, we better forward that on to our CEO. Yes. They want to register four-finger discount as internet keyword and fourfingerdiscount.cn. In order to all deal with this matter better, so we need send your email and confirm whether this company is distributor or business partner in China or not, question mark. Hmm. <laughs> Thanks, Jim Wang. Anyway, so what was the question? Uh, actually, okay, so I've got a question and I've got on my two cents and then I'm going to wrap this bad boy up. Mm-hmm. Jared Kerr, you guys often talk about Simpsons-related games on the PS1. I'd never played one, so most of my Simpsons-related games on the, were on the NES and the SNES. Okay. That would be the Super Nintendo Entertainment yes. System. Because I know my acronyms. Love a uh, love an acro. But do you guys remember a PC game, The Simpsons Cartoons Studio, where yes. you could create your own Simpsons cartoons? Certainly do. Loved it. I still got it. And Virtual Springfield is amazing as well. Cool. See, I don't remember that, but I did. it did make give me a flashback to a Nickelodeon one that came out where you could create your own R-Real Monsters cartoons. Exactly the same thing, but it was yeah. Simpsons. Yeah. Figured it must have been the yep. same. 
Um, I also had that one as well. Cool. <laughs> yeah. we, sh- we should try and fire that up. If anyone's got like a Windows 95 PC floating around. I, last week, bought this box, like it's like a, a mini tower that you can plug into your computer and it runs Windows 95. Ah, just so I can sweet. play my virtual Springfield again. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. cost me 160 I think, but it's going to be so worth it. You can play The Sims 3000. Yeah, all the games from Windows 95, 98. Yeah. yeah. I think I still have that floating around somewhere so at the top. Can't wait. AFL Live 98. Yep. Well, what? I don't think it was called Live. It's just AFL, AFL 98. It's done live back then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, that used to be, there was some kids Saturday afternoon, Saturday morning program where they had to play AFL 98 against each other and whoever won, won a prize and they would have two AFL stars on there kind of like being player two or whatever it was, like, like they, or just providing encouragement for the kids How on that team. Fucking great with and game like shows they represent, so it might be like they had a North Melbourne player and an Essendon player and then they were the teams that the kids had to pick yep. and they would have been playing that afternoon. I remember Saturday mornings used to have that show Challenger. Do you remember Challenger? Yeah, I remember Challenger. That was a yeah. fucking great game yeah. show because it was hosted by Dougie the Pizza Boy. Yes, <laughs> yes, it was, and it was quiz show combined with athletics. Like yes. you had to run up a half pipe with a bungee cord strapped to the back of you to get the discs. And Kids the more gladiators. the more discs you got, the more questions you were asked. Yep. Time Masters, amazing! Ah, oh, what a glory day! No, those were the glory days of game shows. Yes. Uh, a My Two Cents story. This is from De- uh, Jason De Vicentes, a Patreon customer. Mm. Hey, guys. Long time listener to your show. I've recently moved out with a friend into a small apartment. I've noticed that he has developed an annoying habit in order to save money. I've noticed that before cooking each meal, he started to turn on our stove oven by turning it on and later turning it off from the fuse box, controlling what? the controlling the entire electricity of the apartment. So, relevant to the fact that we were talking about the fuse box earlier yeah. today. Um, the only explanation for this is to save electricity on powering the small clock in the oven, which displays the timer. What is wrong with this guy? I don't know. I've never heard of such a thing. <laughs> That's like... Well, we don't need that fuse for the next 12 hours. That's like when... You know how some cars automatically turn themselves off? I think yours does it at the lights. Not oh, yeah. Like stop, like stop start mode. technology. Yeah. 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 My uncle used to turn his car off to save petrol. Yeah, right. No, that's Look, not how it works. When your car's automatically doing it, that's one thing. When you go into the effort of actually turning it, turning off. it off and turning it back on. And back then, turning the... Like, these days, the the engine's up and running again in the time it takes you to move your foot from the brake to the accelerator. Yeah. Back then, like, you know, you had the whole, like... <laughs> to actually get going. That's how cars sound, people. That's how yeah. they sound. <laughs> yeah. Well, good cars sounded like that, but... <laughs> But yes. Anyway, that's the mailbag. We're done. Thanks for listening to our review of Home of the Vigilante, an amazing episode that you need to get out and watch immediately. What do we got next week? Next week we have Bart Gets Famous. Another Can't great episode. Wait for that little look behind the curtain of show business. Only I may dance. Mm. Now, Dando. Yes. Any final words? May have final words. No. Shh. Four Finger Discount is brought to you today by Podbean, the podcasting app that not only allows you to record on the go, but also upload from anywhere in the world on your mobile device. The Podbean app makes it simple to get started with podcasting. No expensive equipment required. All you need is an idea, and Podbean does the rest. So download the Podbean app now for your Apple or Android device and enjoy the freedom of mobile podcasting.